everybody, and welcome to the Dunkin' Noid Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 76, where we're going to be going over WrestleMania 37, Night 2. Whew, very different show from Night 1. Yes, yes, definitely. Solely because of... Different, but not bad. No, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying we had more... Uh, championship mount bouts on this show. Yes, we had I think five title matches on this show, as opposed to I think it was two or three. Yeah, we had three on night one because we had the WWE, the SmackDown Women's, and the Raw tag. But then yep. the other matches we had were the tag team turmoil, number one contendership. Still, we had Shane Braun, we had Bad Bunny. Priest Miz. versus Ms. Morrison. Yep. And then we had Cesaro, Cesaro Rollins. Rollins. But regardless, night two was still very good, mm-hmm. but started very differently. Yes. Night yes. one, we started the show with a rain delay. So that built the the anticipation of the first match anyway. But mm-hmm. our first match was two slabs of beef beating the shit out of each other for the WWE title. The first match back in front of fans for the WWE title. For well over 20 minutes. For well over 20 minutes. It wasn't like a a Brock Lesnar match where we get seven to eight minutes. No, this was 20 minutes of nonstop beating the hell out of each other. Yes, with many smooth transitions into... You know, different types of holds. Yeah. Um, big spots going over the top rope. That was night one. Night two. A night two. We had an it entirely story-driven theatrical match. Yes. And if we're just going to look at what happened in the match, this match was shit. Yeah. Agreed. Just looking at what happened in the match, the outcome of the match, the match was shit. Yeah. It wasn't a good match. But the story of the match. Exactly. And that's the thing here is we're looking at something that still needs its payoff. And I know usually storylines pay off at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. It's usually the idea. But I don't... There is still so much to... To pay off on Unwind the storyline. here. I think the Orton storyline is done. I just don't think that the Fiend storyline is done. No. And I had a very odd theory that I pretty much only shared with you. Yeah. And we didn't really talk it was something about. something we conversed about off screen because yes. there was no legitimacy to it. Well, yes. might be freaking legitimate yeah. now. Now there might be rumors and it's funny because I said it the first time I saw The New Fiend, mm-hmm. which is that I did not think that that was Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It may be From the start, yes, because he was significantly slimmer and they were doing so much to cover up a lot of the Bray Wyatt signature stuff, yeah. his chest tattoo, the different... Like, the way his head is shaved. Like, they had that 
burn cap on him and stuff. And I don't like to just throw rumors and conjecture out there. That's not how I go about analyzing what I watch. But I just felt like it wasn't Bray. And yes, the way the Fiend attacked in this match still was very similar to the way that we have seen the Fiend attack everybody else in his matches. That incredible crossbody that he hits when he throws somebody off the ropes. The way he pops up from his uh from taking any damage and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's very fiendish. He's just so slimmed down and they're hiding a lot of him. And he's like even and he's significantly taller. Not significantly, but he he does look taller and that may just because he's slimmer and usually when you slim down you know, it's kind of like you wearing vertical taller. stripes and horizontal stripes. You appear taller when you wear her, uh, vertical stripes, and you appear wider when you wear horizontal stripes. Yes. It's just it's just a fact. So it could just be one of those things where he has that flak vest on and it's slimming him down. But then again, I mean, there was there was a rumor that's going around that that was Bo Dallas in that match last night, mm-hmm. and that that's just another another fiend that has been awoken by this Alexa Bliss character. Yeah. And then you said something interesting about Alexa's appearance. Yeah, so I... At the end of the match, you're talking about. Yeah, at the end of the match, um, the cause of the finish, let's say. I I will be completely honest. I did not catch this until a comrade of ours, a good friend of ours, Matt, pointed it out to me and kind of made me aware of it, and I started putting the pieces together. Which, shame on me, I normally pick up on this shit. Alexa Bliss was covered in this black ooze, but she was also sitting cross-legged, wearing a vest with spiked studs out of it. Very similar ring gear to one Alistair Black. So is this a scenario... Where this Alexa Bliss was channeling the demonic energy of Alistair Black, which helped bring the Fiend back because Alistair wants his hands on the Fiend because there can only be one demonic presence? I don't know. I I do want to see something intertwined, maybe, with that whole idea of... Because we all know... Um, Alistair Black's very big into the occult just based on his black mask clothing line. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ever look at some of the ad campaigns that they put in that, he has, you know, goat heads and stuff like that. And it's really cool. Trust me, I, I, I find the clothing line very intricate and uh, very detailed and awesome. But if he's bringing that into the WWE persona, then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know... We have to see what the payoff is with this whole Alexa Bliss stuff. And I and I hope we get some of it tonight on Raw. Because the, the way the match ended, I mean, one thing about night two of WrestleMania is if you're a heel like this guy, it was a great night. Mm-hmm. Heels went over like crazy. Yeah, there was... Um, Randy only- Orton. Hold, hold on, I'm going to run him down really quick. Randy Orton, women's tag match, Apollo Crews, Sheamus, um, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. The only face who won was Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. If you were a heel, 
And even if you go back to night one, Bobby Lashley went over, retained his championship. Yeah, so night one, Bob Lashley. Omos. uh, Omos and AJ. Even though we were saying the New Day worked heel in that match. Yeah. Um, And Tamina Natalia technically... Yeah, again, they're technically the heels, even though they were playing the faces in the match this past night. Yes. Even though it was a heel heel dynamic. Yeah. But again, it was a it was a good set of nights to be a heel, and night two was incredibly good to be a heel. Mm-hmm. Hence so, David here. But yes. we will continue to run down our prediction score, if you guys remember our prediction show mm-hmm. on Thursday. As of right now, through night one, we were I was down five to four to Dave. And I'm still down five to four after the opening match. Yes, as we both took, uh, the we fiend both in took that. the fiend in this match. It at, when we first saw the match, we were like, "Oh, it's the obvious choice." Well, well yeah, because yeah, no one would have paid off the, where we are going now. It would have paid off the storyline, and I still think the Orton stuff has paid off. Yeah, I, I agree. think they're done with. I I think now the fiend has now technically moved on. To Sister Abigail slash Alexa Bliss slash, slash maybe Alice the Black puppet or whatever. So that's what I'm thinking. Now moving on to match the two women's tag. So oh. this match to me was so much better than the turmoil match. Oh yeah, regardless, without a doubt. And I like the the way this match played out throughout the course of it. Mm-hmm. Like you had you you had the hot tag for Tamina towards the end of the match, um, you had the Tamina body slam spot against Nia Jax. Yeah, um, I love that the uh, and I know this was just a, a an editing issue that the censor completely oh, missed. Completely, yeah. Um, says Nia says to Tamina, "You ain't shit. I'm King Kong, bitch." Yeah, the censor completely missed the whole thing. Yeah, completely. But it builds that heel character. Yeah. Of Nia Jax. And it's going to build an eventual singles feud between Nia and Tamina. I, which I, I'd like to see because it just, again, we talk about... To, and, the and fact and that it used to be sound a, tag team. It, well, it doesn't sound appropriate when, you know, we talk about two guys getting in the ring, like Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre yeah. home, two big slabs of beef slapping against each other. But if I said that about two women getting in the ring who were larger women, I'd be ostracized and yeah. lynched and, and but it, tarred it's, and feathered. It's two, but it's it's two stronger women getting in the ring yeah. together who can essentially just do great power, power moves. moves. Yeah. Body slams and Samoa drops. Dude, the headbutt exchange between the two of them mm-hmm. to start their little encounter was incredible because there's like I think there's like three golden rules to when you face Samoans. In the WWE, and this is going back all the way to the Wild Samoans and Sika and Afa and, you know, back in the day, the first generations. Mm-hmm. Um, one is they are the only ones who do Samoan drops. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is they always come in pairs or something like that. And the third one is, is you don't headbutt a Samoan. Yeah, and these are two they, they, Samoans headbutting each other. Headbutting each other, just going at it like, yeah, I am your kryptonite. Oh, wait, you are my kryptonite. It was yeah. just great. I, it was a great little spot. Um, Once again, the person who had to take the fall, I think 
was the right person, which was Natalia. Yes. Because it, and there's nothing wrong with any four of these women, but Tamina is the one the crowd got behind last night. Yeah. They're the one, she's the one they popped for, and mm-hmm. she was the one the crowd was behind. Yeah. And, you know, this has happened to Natalia in the past where she has someone locked in a move, she's got her back turned, and somebody else comes in and finishes her off. Yeah, because Shayna got the, the tag that Nia missed tag. on yep. Nia, uh, that um, Natalia missed on Nia, had her in the yep. sharpshooter, gets stuck in the Kira yep. Fuda. Yep. One, that's Match it. Match over. So, as much as both of us had different outcomes for this match yes because we both had the tag team championships coming off of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler Mm -hmm. um we still have the same raw uh, same WWE um women's women's tag team championship champions yes yes with Nia Jax and uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler so that keeps our score at 5-4 right at the same place correct you know, moving on. Give me a half point. I at least got the right team in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got, you got your one point on night one. So yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm busting balls. Moving on to Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn continued to dance. The conspiracy is real, though. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, because you noticed who was the ref. Yeah. It was Jess. Yeah, it was. Yep. Um. Kevin Owens defeats Sami Zayn. This was a callback to everything that these two guys have ever done together for 20 years. Mm -hmm. This match played out so much like a lot of their other stuff that they had done throughout their careers in ROH, um, throughout on the independence through exactly. This match is exactly what you wanted. Now, I love the way this match opened with a pop-up powerbomb to oh, start. First, yeah. I was like, oh, are they squashing Sammy? I was like, wow, that's incredible. There was so many big spots in this match. Yeah, and even even the announcers picked it up that the same spot that happened at Backlash 2006, or Battleground 2016 which was the Holuva kick, kick in the corner. Fall. Yeah. The same exact spot. And Sammy fell for the exact same thing. Yes. Where Kevin Except Owens this falls, time, yeah. gets picked up, and then gets reversed. Yep. This time into a super kick. Yeah. Which, um, thigh slap? Dude, it was thigh slaps all over the place <laughs> this week. Yeah. All over the place. So if they're going to hand out fines for that stuff, I mean, Vince McMahon's going to make plenty of money. Oh, yeah. Um, He's got to make up for the missing just, WrestleMania seats. Uh, it's all right. Uh, there was something that came out. Randy Orton got charged $20,000 to bring his family. So it is huh. what it is. Um, This match is exactly what we wanted from these two. It yeah. was a great way to showcase these two in, in just a blood feud. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fight. You know, it's the, the legitimate fight forever. Yes, the Michinoku driver that Sami Zayn hit mm-hmm. on Kevin Owens. He essentially dropped Kevin Owens right on his head. Yeah, that is the most vicious Michinoku driver I have ever seen, and Taka Michinoku. 
used to drop people right on their head. Yeah. But he also was doing it to lightweights, cruiserweights. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens is, is not a cruiserweight. Seventy pounds. He may do swanton bombs and he may throw himself over top ropes, but he ain't a cruiserweight. No, he is. He is a hoss. He is a flying yes. hoss. So, the final segment in this match, obviously, is Sami Zayn gets caught with the uh, stunner. One, two, three. Zayn wins. Logan Paul obviously comes in to check on his buddy. He goes and congratulates Owens. Sami Zayn gets pissed off. Sami Zayn pushes Paul. Paul pushes Zayn down to the mat. Zayn crawls out of the ring all pissed off. And I like the thing where Paul is getting booed by the crowd, but he lifts Kevin Owens' hand up. Mm-hmm. And you just look at Kevin Owens. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What What and, are you doing? And he's kind of like playing it like, oh, thanks, buddy. And then he feigns a hug and hits Paul with a stunner. It, hits him with a stunner that Paul sold very well. Yeah. Very well. Yeah, he He's sold like that f- very. He, he f- they've practiced he that. He folded. Yeah, yeah. He folded like a like a cheap suit. Yeah. But again, Ofer so far on night two for both of us. So we remain it's not- at five four. Moving on to our second title match of the night, and the first of four in a row, we have Sheamus versus Riddle. Now. I want to preface this with the backstage segment between Great Khali, Riddle, and RVD. I mean... Because Matt Riddle... Man, you got some big hands. They're like the size of my face. Yeah, and Must he's mean trying you need to sell... Big gloves. He's trying to sell the, the idea of a giant store. Giant suits, giant gloves, giant hats, giant toilets, and giant, giant scooters. scooters. And oh, then man. RVD comes out and says he's going to translate for our, uh, for Great Khali. Yep. Khali says something, and RVD says, that's all great and all, but we need some real good branding. Just like this. And he pulls out two packs of RVD of rolling, wrapping, paper. rolling papers. Yep. And I lost my mind because yep. Riddle's face lit up. He's like, yeah, I'll take that. He's like... Oh, because you can guarantee Riddle was fucking stoned. Oh, I mean, he, uh, that that's part that's of his, his character. character. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but that was but fun. This match. This match was, was stiff. stiff as it, hell. So it wasn't as good as their Raw match they had a couple of weeks ago. Agreed. This match was not as good as that Raw match. This was still a good match. Yes. Um, There were a couple of issues i could say in the match yeah where it was missed spots and slippage on ropes and stuff and i'm surprised that stuff doesn't happen more often when you're on the top rope and you're trying to do these avalanche moves Mm -hmm. with these two guys who weigh 200 pounds plus i think it also has something to do with the rain yeah yes so it was a scary spot when you saw sheamus slip yeah but he caught himself on the really well yep then he just hit him with the white noise Mm -hmm. obviously I think the finish was supposed to be the avalanche white noise. Yeah. I almost feel like that whole moonsault finish was kind of called on the fly. Yeah. Because Riddle ate a bro kick right to the throat and to the, to the mouth. Yeah. Like flush. Oh. That's why he was all busted up at the end. Yeah. 
so Sheamus gets the victory in this match. The the big image to me for this match is that last camera shot where Riddle is sat up against the bottom rope. Fuming. And the camera's behind him. And you just see Sheamus holding the belt up, like screaming in his face. Even though they're like seven feet apart. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I bested you. You you don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the lasting image for this match on top of, again, how brutal this match just was yeah. in general. This was the, These are two guys who are going to work stiff, and it's good that they're willing to work stiff together, and they work safe, and if they get a little crimson, it's done the hard way. Yeah. And you know you're going to get a good match with these guys every time, whether it's... A Meltzer rating where he gives them only three and a half. Yeah. Or you talk, you see other fans who really enjoy their work and WWE's work, and they're going to give them more of a four and a quarter. It yeah. just all depends. I really like the match. I like the outcome. I think the right person won the belt, and um, we will we will see what happens tonight on Monday Night Raw because obviously you're going to get some returns tonight. We might get some call ups. Might get some call-ups. I, I think this is the perfect time to return one Keith Lee mm-hmm. and reintroduce his thing that he was dealing with with Sheamus. Might be a good time to do that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, I definitely think this could also lead to some sort of snap for Riddle. Don't do it. You don't think? I mean, I, I could see it. I see what you're saying. I just want to do it. Yeah. Let him be the fun-loving guy for a little bit longer. He's funny that way. Yeah, he is funny that way. It's just you saw how few, how angry he was after he, that match. He, he was mad. You know, he had just gotten his belt. Yeah, but after that match, we are tied five-five on predictions. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Intercontinental Championship Nigerian Drum Fight. Might as well have just called this a kendo stick match because mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it was. Yep. Um. This was an extremely short match. It ended with the person we expected to win winning. Mm-hmm. But I did not see Dabakato coming out as one of Apollo's So apparently soldiers. his new name is either Commander Aziz or Admiral Aziz. It's something Aziz new. or something? Aziz, yeah, I I saw it online today. Um, I I like the idea of this mini faction being built. I guess you could say, you know, you could do something very along the lines of was it League of Nations that they did? Yeah, you could do something kind of along the lines with that. Yeah, where um. The new name is Commander Aziz. A Z. Commander Aziz. Okay. Um. I like how the way that this match should have ended, which is Apollo cheats to win, mm-hmm. is how it went about. Apollo cheated to win. He got assistance. It wasn't even cheating because um, it's a no holds barred. No. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, it goes. wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't true Apollo winning. Yes, it was. It was somebody coming in after Apollo got hit with the big ending, and somebody came in, saved the match for him, so this way he could score the pinfall, even though he had to be draped over Big E. 
Um, what if? Go ahead. What if? And I know this is a real shot in the dark. If retribution is done, we get Dio Madden redebuted as another member of Apollo's army, and we get an almost retribution Ooh, as Apollo's Apollo army. as the leader. And Apollo's army and has Apollo's a great army. to it. And it's it's Apollo Crews, Commander Aziz, and a repackaged Dio Madden. I, and I that allows be against that. That allows Shane Thorne to find himself back in NXT at the Cruiserweight division. And we get Dominic Dajakovic as Dominic Dajakovic. I I don't have a problem with that at all. I just I I I personally would like to see Dio Madden and Dominic more as a tag team. I just li- and, I like and, and them picture, together. And I know. I'm but r- what if you throw long Dominic term. into the Apollo's army? Just throwing it out there. He's he's booked as like a, a Slovakian, like a Russian, not as a yeah as a Nigerian. But okay, long long term booking. Put the U.S. title on Mustafa Ali. So Survivor Series is Apollo Crews versus Mustafa Ali. Oh, and it's a former. It's very long term booking, but just imagine it. Mustafa Ali has to go against Apollo Crews, where it would be Mustafa Ali with all the backup, but in this case, it's Apollo Crews. I see what you're saying. Very long term booking. That is long term, but it would be very interesting. It would. It would definitely be interesting. Um, there are really two things I want to just highlight um, before we move on from this match. The Irinagi on the steps. I was steps. just going to say the Irinagi. Okay. The one of the most and devastating did, Irinagis I've ever seen. Yep. And did you see Apollo favoring his shoulder at the end of that match after he went through the table? I did not. Okay. He went through that table on the frog splash and he started favoring his shoulder. And at the end of the match when he was being helped up, you keep seeing him telling Davicato, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. He kept just like rubbing his shoulder and holding his shoulder. Yeah. So I hope this isn't an incident where he's just as someone's catching some steam. He's got to drop the belt. He's got to drop the belt because of injury. So I hope not. Yeah. But but this bring our total to 6-6. Six, six. Yes. Because we both had crews. Yes. I think it was now, the right move too. We also wa- I also wanted to mention, going backtracking to the entrances of this, Oh God! Big we e. not, uh, well, we have to because this, we have to preface this. Uh, this because entrance was this entrance was awful. Well, we have to preface this so we can preface the next one. Okay, Wale, but the entrance was awful. Yes, Wale lip synced Biggie's theme, essentially, the whole time. It yeah. was it wasn't good. Like I don't understand. And okay, my true colors are going to show here. I'm a heavy metal fan. Oh, so am I. I go to heavy metal concerts. So do I. I have never seen a heavy metal band not play their instruments and not sing into the microphones that are in front of them, no matter what condition they're in. And we're going to get to somebody who performed live Mm -hmm. this past yesterday at WrestleMania. And we also had that at NXT TakeOver Night 2 with Poppy performing live in front of a crowd. Yeah. How come it is every time you see a rap performance, they are lip syncing. 
I can think of two instances where they didn't. Snoop Dogg walking down Sasha Banks. That's one I was thinking of. And Bad Bunny with Booker T at yeah. the Royal Rumble. Yes. Those are the only two I can think of where, where it wasn't lip syncing. Mm-hmm. And I've been to rap shows where the guy isn't even, you can hear Attempting him to sing. Attempting to sing. But then there's the backing vocal, the backing track that allows the song to continue. Yeah. If you can do it in a studio, you should do it live. Mm-hmm. Period. And you know who did do it live? Ash Costello. Yes, and she did. And I, I loved that it was She did have the backing. There was the backing track at the beginning, though. Yes. But I think that is just like that opening montage backing track. Yeah. Like sometimes when you go and see certain bands, they have like an opening montage thing. Yes. I think I think that's what that was. But the guitarist was riffing, the drums were riffing, the bassist was going. Do you everything realize was happening. that wasn't a random band? That was New Year's Day. Yes, it was. Yeah. Even though they just call it Ash Costello from New Year's yeah. Day. That was New Year's it Day. It was New I Year's understand. Day as the backup yes. band. Yes. And just like at Takeover Night 2, Poppy actually had her band there. Yeah, her entire band was there. Yes. Yeah. But moving Ash on. Ash Costello crushed oh, it. Oh, she killed it. It was, Killed it, man. It was, it was so good. So much fun. Yes. Poppy's but, performance, though, at NXT was better. I agree. But I'm a Poppy Mark. So. Moving on <laughs> to this match Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. I've heard some criticism on this match for the sole reason that there was no story arc but we knew there was no story coming into this we knew that this was Rhea Ripley's redemption from 2020 yeah that's that's That's, the story that's the story she felt like she was cheated out of the championship she wants the belt so this way that she can then call out Charlotte Flair and say hey I've got another championship why don't you come after me again Mm -hmm. that's the story here she just wanted to go after Oscar to get the belt yeah um and Although they, I had, had this match, yeah, they had to do a very, very quick build in the last couple of weeks just to determine the face heel dynamic. Yes, and they also had to do a very quick match. The ending of this match came out of nowhere, which was very odd. Yeah. Um, but what these two women did in this in that ring for the time that they were allowed, like it was just nonstop. Yeah. Albeit there was some non-selling. The DDT off the apron didn't really get sold for too long. Yeah. A lot of the kicks and strikes didn't get sold for too long. So it seemed like they were kind of like rushing from spot to spot to spot to spot. And I, I just think they think were that running was just low a, on time. Yeah. I think that was just kind of a time constraint thing. Yeah. But what I will say is this. As much as I did want Asuka to retain the title because I thought coming out of it, you'd get more build for other people. Yeah. This was the right move for the future of WWE. Yes. You put the belt on night one on Bianca Belair, a woman who never held any other championships her entire time in NXT. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then on night two, a 24-year-old Rhea Ripley. At 24 years old, I was having my first kid. Okay. This 24-year-old female powerhouse yeah is the wwe raw women's 
champion. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Rhea Ripley is the only woman to have won the NXT UK women's title, the NXT women's title, and a main roster women's title. Yeah, she's the only one because the only other NXT UK women's champion is Tony Storm and, and Kaylee Ray. Ray. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, okay, she can have that distinction. I would rather have Bailey's distinction, which is she's the only quad winner. Yeah. Okay, she's had tag team gold, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I'd rather have that Sasha distinction. Sasha is too. Yeah, Sasha Sasha's gotten that as well, but yeah. Bailey was the first. Mhm. Bailey dose straps. Yeah. Who can we can we announce who the MVP of WrestleMania was? Bailey. Bailey dose straps. Yeah. MVP. She didn't have a match. She was on both nights. She should have been the host of WrestleMania. That I kind of think unwritten she and was. I think I think well, well we're going to get to the we're going to get to the Bailey Stupid segment Mikey in a minute. Co- Let's Michael fin- Cole. <laughs> Let's finish let's finish this match because this match was really good. It had a lot to live up to from night one with yeah. the other women's championship match. But these two women performed. Um Rhea coming out, Rhea's your new raw women's champion. It's the right decision because there's a lot you're gonna build from. I know a lot of people wanted it to build right then and there. Yeah. With a certain return because People thought that she was the one who was going to interrupt Bailey at the top of the ramp. If you were listening to the crowd cheering, really, they were calling for Becky. Wow! And then the Bellas came out, and that's I why the, that's why the Bellas got booed. Uh, well, I thought the Bellas got booed because of the Bellas, but regardless, yes. So, what are you, what were your thoughts of this women's championship match? Um, pretty much you, you're, you're a Rippy, you're a real, I am a Rhea fan. I am definitely a Rhea fan. I know my girlfriend is one of the biggest Rhea fans. Um, Rhea Ripley is her favorite wrestler. Um, I think this match was very well done for one, the time they had and two, the build they had. My only qualm about it was the Riptide came out of nowhere. Normally, yeah, but I think that's the best part about that movie. She can hit it out of nowhere. She can hit it out of nowhere, but usually there's a build to it. And once she hits that riptide, my I think my reason that I thought it came out of nowhere and I didn't like where it started is because she hit it so early and so quick out of nowhere. I thought, oh shit, she just hit the riptide. Oscar's gonna kick out of it. Yeah, because it's been kick out central. And then uh, that would have pretty much cemented, okay, Asuka's winning this match. Because mm-hmm. if Rhea can't put Asuka away with the Riptide, Rhea can't put Asuka down. Well, unless she was going to introduce a new move. Exactly. So you Which would have been interesting gonna... considering a lot of people when they've come from NXT have introduced a new move to their well, arsenal. a lot of people in general on, on um, WrestleMania will always introduce a new move. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, we saw a yeah. couple. We we saw a couple of new moves. The UFO. Um, the the UFO. Um, I know Riddle's hit Spanish flies in the past, but the fact that Sheamus did a Spanish fly. Yeah. We saw we saw the bunny d- destroyer. Yeah. Okay. Well, everything so, Bunny did was new. <laughs> yeah. Um. So people do like to introduce new moves throughout At the Mania. course of 
Mania. So it would have been nice to see Rhea hit a new move. I just like the idea of how devastating the Riptide is that when she hits it out of nowhere, that it can still score a three count. Yeah, I agree. So I didn't, again, I didn't mind her hitting that out of nowhere. I like the way it was set up by her dodging the kick after she after she was just asking for more. Mm-hmm. Like she was getting kicked and she's like, come on, hit me again, hit me again, hit me again. And then when Oscar bounced off the rope, she reversed it, bang, one, two, three, match over. Yeah. And I like how her and Bianca basically had the same facial reaction when they won the title. So yeah, exactly. Pure, just pure like, <gasps> like, oh my God, I just did that thing. I just did a thing. I just did. And then- Rhea kept her composure. Yeah. After this match, she she held the belt up. She was proud. She was pompous. She was arrogant. But that's who Rhea yep. Ripley is. That's who she's becoming, yes. Yeah. So that puts me up seven to six in the predictions. Yeah, and it basically solidifies the night because he is our tribal chief. <laughs> he he sure <laughs> and is. I shouldn't. I should have known he was our tribal chief and there was no way to stop him. But, oh my God, this match. Okay, can we, like we said yesterday that we may have witnessed a top five WrestleMania finale, main event. Did we just witness another possible top five main event? It's very possible. It's it's very, very possible. I mean... The thing that got me the most was the amount of times Roman Reigns had to have that near fall to almost lose his belt in which he almost lost his belt. Yeah. Not because somebody else was getting pinned and mm-hmm. he had to break up the pinfall. I think it was four, if I remember correctly. Four he got, times. He got put in a cross-face yes-lock combination. Yeah, but I'm not even going to count that one. There was the yes lock. Yeah. There was the cross face. There was when Edge hit the spears and Daniel Bryan pulled the referee out of the ring. Yeah. And then there was Jey Uso saving him from the concerto. Yeah. He got saved four times from losing that match all by himself. Yeah. And this was a perfectly booked triple threat match because there was never a moment where... All three guys really weren't involved mm-hmm. within a forty-five second window of each other. Yeah, because there were and, there were a few back and forths between Edge and Roman, but Brian was right there quickly after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no point and, in this match where one guy got taken out, and then we had a five to seven minute stretch where it's just two guys. Yes, and do you know what triple threat match that reminded me of? Um, not MS, uh, not the takeover one, nope. no. Come on, think. What triple threat match was there nonstop with all three guys in the ring at the same time? I'm blanking. Benoit. Oh, yeah. Michaels. Yeah. Triple H. Yeah, at uh, 20. Yes. All three guys were involved throughout the course of that match with very little breaks for anybody minus... Uh, the way they would get knocked out of the ring and then break up a pinfall by pulling referees out or stopping counts or yeah. saving people's hands from hitting the mat. That match at 20, if you go back and rewatch it and then you watch this match, you're going to see a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah. A lot of similarities. Yeah. And um, 
I think the spot that really sold me was watching Edge just dig himself deeper and, and deeper. deeper into the psychoses. Yes, of needing that belt. Yeah. And I can't wait for Roman Reigns' promo on Friday where once again he talks about how oh, everybody else needs that belt. It's going to be so and good. And that belt needs Roman Reigns. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to yeah. be so good. But still, our tribal chief. Our head of the table. Our head of the table. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, who solidified your victory. My victory, 8-6 to six in predictions. In the pick em. I came back from 5-4 down. Sheesh. Yeah. Do you realize that means you got one match right on night two? Yeah. So what? Shit happens. Yeah. I mean, TakeOver was even, so. Yeah. Well, and um, and, th- and there was, th- I think there was one pay-per-view where you went over. Oh, yeah. He's multiple. <laughs> multiple. Oh, yeah. Happens, I'm like, dude. oh, yeah. I'm so confident. Nope. But. See, it, it, it's funny because every match that I lost, I should have just went with the heel. I should have just went with my persona. Yeah. Never doubt the heel. Well, it's mania. If you want your fans to go home happy, who do you have to put the belt on? The face. I agree. The face. Okay? So, well, Roman, they got that Reigns, <laughs> Roman Reigns is getting the reaction from the crowd that he should finally be I getting, saw, which is I, he's getting booed out of the stadium. I saw a tweet by Roman where he tweeted a picture that a fan took of him standing at the top of the ramp after winning the match where another fan is just throwing fingers. And his caption was, I guess they really missed their tribal chief. Yes. He's great. Playing he's absolutely up great. that heel Roman. Yep. 100% man. Great. But that does wrap up our recap of WrestleMania 37. WrestleMania week. WrestleMania week. We told you guys you'd be getting a lot of shows back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And you did. You got four last and week. And then three now in a we row. get to go. Now we get to back to our regular schedule program. Yes. We will be back again next week with our weekly recap of the week that was in professional wrestling. We are yes. also going to be sprinkling in some more shoot shit shows very soon. Yes. I think that's the term we just coined. Yeah. Shoot the shit. Shoot shit shows. Shoot shit shows. But that does wrap up this episode. If you guys did enjoy and want to share it with your friends, we are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. If you guys do have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to follow up us on our social medias, we are at Double Doink Network. I am at DJ Alden. David is at? Dale Alfin Doink 508. And that does wrap up this episode. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.